Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 188. Hooray! Hooray! And we're all here for a change. Yeah, yeah which is that funny. Happens. Sometimes. Yep. I just, we do this occasionally where all three of us come on the podcast just to make you convince you and make you, you know, show you all that we are three individual people. Yeah. Yes. We're not one person with three individual voices. Honest. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> cool. So, um, for anyone that's uh, somehow stumbled across us, uh, we are Glitch Free Gaming. We talk shit about video games and board games for ages. Um, some of it makes sense, some of it doesn't, but they're all of our opinions, so, yeah. Opinions are important, maybe. Not some really. Are, some are more important than others, like me. <laughs> Only if you believe that Resident Evil series crapped out at three only if you believe that the resident (laughs) evil series of films is actually shit but good shit i've still only ever seen the first like two of those movies i've (laughs) I've watched them all yes uh, so have i and uh, they're actually better than the the more recent games yeah yeah Mm. even the last movie which wasn't very good is better than Mm. more recent games i really like resident evil 4 but five and six i can side with you on. Yeah, I still need to play 7, but... Um, anyway, <laughs> I guess, uh, we've got uh, quite a few uh, video games to talk about. Uh, we have, I think, just one board game, um, and that's just a kind of a recount on last week, but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, so let's talk about lots of video games. Uh, yes. Paul, you have been playing a game that I reviewed for the website, Yes. Um, so I'm curious to see what you think of Injustice 2. I So I can't remember how opinionated one way or the other I was in Injustice 1. I think I remember liking it, and I think I remember liking the story mode of it. Yeah, I th- if I remember correctly, I think you were, you'd played it and you thought it was fine, and I think that was it. You'd want to... You didn't get into the nitty-gritty of it I love to. I love to. I think it's great. Um, maybe it's because it's the only game that I have finished the story mode in in the last four or five months. Maybe it's the only game. Be- maybe it's because it's the only game I've been able to sink any decent amount of solid time into. Because I had a weekend off when I got it. Right. That's it. Maybe be influencing my taste on it a little bit. I, but at the start of the story mode, didn't like the controls. Thought they were clunky. By Kind of midway through, I was hitting fairly nice combos, I was doing all the super moves, and I'd I'd learned my way into the game, and by the end of it, where you had to use Batman again, or you get the choice of using Superman or Batman, which, in my opinion, both of them are the worst. Spoilers, yes. Spoilers, (laughs) Batman and Superman are in this game. Yeah. Do they fight each other? (laughs) I d- listen. Do, do not go any further. Do either, of them, say, do either of them say Martha? <laughs> no, they don't. Why did you say that name? Um, no, but, remember no, but by the end of it, I was. You've got the choice of using those two, and I think personally they're the worst two characters in the game. They're the two clunkiest pieces of crap in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't enough to use. I don't know. I thought. I thought Batman was okay. Batman is quite functional, and he can be a little bit overpowered if you know how to use him. See, I, 
I didn't, and I think both of them are kind of your big brawler, brawlery kind of fighters in the fighting game style, and I don't like that style of fighter. I never have. I prefer the kind of fast, nimble, in out, bounce back, get away from the other person's attack, in again. As... I wonder. I wonder why you like that. Ah, uh, wait. I... It's because I don't know how to block. I just don't block in fighting games. I don't do that. I go in, punch your head, and then run away. That's it. Blocking for losers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Best defense is a good offense. Paul blocks uh, with his face. He's quite good at that. <laughs> yes, very good Best at way to stop a fist coming towards your face? A fist going towards their fist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, by the end of the story, I'd picked it up, and I was really enjoying it, so much so that I played a bunch of non-story stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed the story in two. Yes, it was it just it was well done. It was well storyboarded, and whoever was behind the writing and it did a good job. Cool. Um, so, without going into too many spoilers, how many times have you played through the story? Uh, only the once. Right. Only the once. Um, so. Yeah. Does it change? It changes... I don't know if it changes the ending too much. Um, it... It kind of does. It changes... Uh, so there's, there's certain points throughout the story um, where you have to make a choice. Um, sometimes it may be which fighter, you know, uh, you can yeah. choose between two fighters. Yes. Um and there's change, there's choices like that throughout, and uh, the story will arc slightly um, in favour towards those characters to give you a bit more information, then come back towards them. At the end of the the game, once you finish the story, you can then go back and you can see how each of those splinters resolves. Yeah, I, I did go back and um, change the fighter that I played in some of them. Right, okay. Uh, but I never finished the whole storyline doing that. Right. Yeah, um, uh, pretty much the same. Um, it is quite a, a lengthy process to do as well. Yeah, no, it is. There was a, 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 kind of lot of time sinking into it. I mean, I... Tell you how quickly I went through the storyline. I did it in two days. Right. I did it in two nights. Um, is this a game that I should play before game of the year? Um, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. Given the story stuff, like I, I assume that from a fighting game standpoint, I could get you know a decent amount out of it just from playing it on game of the year. But you know, from a storyline standpoint, I'd say yeah, because I'd because yeah. I've not had a massive amount of interest in it because I liked the story mode in Injustice but didn't really like the fighting in it that much and the thing that has made I think it's safe to say that the fighting's better in 2 that's good and I, I'm also just not a big DC guy so you know, neither am I but I thoroughly yeah. loved the storyline of this right. I'll give it a shot and also the fact that the DLC is adding in uh, Hellboy made me interested because I'm like yeah All right. yeah right I'll play Hellboy <laughs> that's that's. I wonder if it adds any story mode stuff for Hellboy. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah, I'd imagine it'll add 
They'll add stuff, but yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't think it'll affect the main storyline. No. No, no. Um, But yeah, no, just absolutely superb game. If you've any interest in DC Comics, play it. If you enjoy a fairly decent fighting game that isn't too in-depth, but is in-depth enough that you can pull off some nice combos and do some really pretty things in it, Mm -hmm. again, pick it up. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've got to say. It's just a thoroughly, a thoroughly enjoyable game in my part anyway. I don't know how much of that was influenced by it being one of the only games I've finished this year. Definitely helped, <laughs> I'm sure. um, but yeah, no, I just I loved it and actually quite looking forward to sinking some more time into it. Um, to since Mike's now said that it should because it will resolve different bits of the storyline. So yeah, um, it- it is. It's one of those. Once you put the time into it, it's it's quite rewarding. There is. A, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember all the different modes. Paul, there's a mode where you go to the computer and it's like playing different. Um, yes, that is. Uh, Brother's Eye. Is that it? It's where you go to the machine and you basically play. Uh, Different you to, little. No, you're going to different um, dimensions. Ah, no, no, that that's not Brothers Eye. Then Brothers Eye is the you're going onto the computer and taking down villains before they're able to do their attacks. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like that... you're you're the private security entity that is run by Batman that is also for heroes. Right. The Brothers Eye missions. Hmm. But uh, yeah, there is quite a lot of things to do, and uh, most of the reward in that case is the customization. Yeah, you you get a lot of that from the story mode as well. You get a lot of different customization options from that. Yeah. So um, yeah, definitely worth it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Might give it a check before gaming your stuff. Cool. But uh, speaking of people who've tried new things. Mike. Mm-hmm. I heard you've been playing Poyo Poyo Tetris. Yes, I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, if you've been listening to the podcast since March, the, was it? The, the dawn yeah. of time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, since, since March, uh, when the Switch came out, I didn't buy a Switch. And I said I would, when the time was right, you know, when there was games that I felt I wanted and I would just go and I would get it and that would be it, it would be done. Uh, throughout the year as well, I've got personal things going on and, we, you know, saving up for holidays and things. But this week, the in the UK anyway, for a limited time, the Switch uh, dropped its price. Mm-hmm. Now, it yep. was it was 20 quid. Uh, but 20 quid off, not 20 <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, if it was down at 20 quid, I'd have been buying four idea. or five new ones. Yeah, I would have yes. bought like seven of them. Y- yeah, so it was 20 quid off, and I thought that was that was for the the one with the, the neon controllers as well. The one you want. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I thought that was a good deal, and then looked into some of the games and things I could get, so I ended up getting one, and it didn't affect my my holiday that's coming up next month and things like that. So that was all 
Very good. And one of the first games I, th- I bought, like I said on the podcast that I would, was Player Player Tetris. Yes. Um, so I have played the first... Uh, what do you call? What do they call them? Is it chapters? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah. So I played through the first chapter already. Um, there's not much more. <laughs> I, I don't need to tell you what P.O.P. Tetris is and the story because we, yeah, yeah, we've. I think we've spent you know about five minutes on previous podcasts. <laughs> and um, Kieran, you were saying that you know the, one of the jarring things you found, and I found it for some of the things was the voices. So when you start and it's the the voice that announces Sega mm-hmm. is not it's the European voice that we know instead of the Japanese one and things like that and I miss the Japanese voices for those yeah. but the Japanese character voices when you go into the story mode I didn't mind them I thought they weren't too bad uh, I thought they were quite well done mm-hmm. um, and I'm but I don't know if that was because just simply because I now knew what the story was. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think that the voices are fine. Um, yeah, I think it's just because I played so much of that game with the Japanese voices that I kind of they're still a bit jarring to be like, that's not how you're meant to sound. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, even the um, uh, uh, zero. You know, it's a different voice that does the yeah. beep beep beep, beep. <laughs> and I, I prefer the Japanese. The Japanese one, the same as you. Um, the story is... I, I don't know about you, but I had the thing in my head that it didn't make sense, the characters, the way they looked and what was happening, and it made absolutely no sense, and I thought, this story is going to be absolutely mental and off the wall. The story, now that I can read and hear the characters, it's it's worse than I thought it was going to be. It's not very good. <laughs> it's also way more straightforward than you would think. From, yes. Like just watching it in Japanese and being like, "Oh man, they're in a spaceship. There's puyos flying everywhere. This game must be fucking mental." And you're like, "Oh no, actually, they're just in space and there's puyos flying there." Like that, that <laughs> yeah. is actually, you're not missing anything here. That is all it is. Yeah, um, it is. Um, I I still love the game. Um, I'm gonna play through the story mode again just to pick up all of. Yeah, uh, still fantastic. And it was also... It, I, I now understand what all the different modes are. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, you're not doing all of this by guesswork, which was the biggest thing as well. So the first thing that I did last night was I... Once I'd, I, I realised you can earn credits. And I thought, oh, what are those used for? And a little thing comes up and says the credits can be used in the shop. And you can go and you can basically customize the appearance of your Puyos and your uh, tet- uh, Tetraminos. Mm-hmm. And they, so I th- I'm assuming you could have done that in the PlayStation 4 version and the Japanese version. Yeah. I just had, we had no idea that you could do it. I figured out how to do it by accident at one point. Oh, uh, right. What I didn't know, though, was how to change change them after you'd bought them because the menus are all Japanese and they don't have like a I can't remember, I don't think they had a, an image for what you're changing to they just have a name that's like you know type A type B or whatever like that and I didn't know like, right. what it was <laughs> so I bought a bunch of them I just never changed them I've yeah. almost all of those now as well on the 
Switch version. Like, I played ah, that right. Game. Yeah, I I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back because I must have a shitload of credits. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to buy everything on the PlayStation 4 version as well. <laughs> now you know how to find that menu. Um, yes. Yeah, because you can unlock themes for the Puyos, for the Tetrominoes, and also you unlock uh, alternate voice packs. Yeah, have you... I was going to ask you about that. Have you unlocked any in I the Switch version? I haven't. Uh, so I don't know what they do. Um, yeah, because it it's, they're quite expensive in terms yeah. of in-game credits that you need. So, yeah, I will play a little bit more, and I think we'll need to do some online stuff and oh, play yeah, a couple definitely. of games online and things so we can earn some credits and find out what's what's what with the, the alternative voice packs and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also change the background music, which was something we always struggled to do in the... <laughs> Japanese version as well. Yeah, there's only one song as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, right, yeah, that, that's it's fair a, enough. Because <laughs> I've heard it so many times now, that is just the Puyo Puyo Tetris song. <laughs> cool. But, uh, yeah, that's it for, uh, well, to say about Puyo Puyo Tetris, I think. Uh, really good version. 35 quid is what you should be paying. I think that's what it is online, digitally, and that's what I got for the paid for the physical copy as well. So, yeah, yeah still recommend it. Um, I don't know if I would recommend you buy another copy just because you don't have it in English. Would you recommend people buy a Switch for it? <laughs> it's a console seller, people. Um, buy anywhere, which you could do anyway because it came out on the Vita. But now, yes. <laughs> I know that friend codes to play against but people. That was the thing. Is like I need it, but I need it so I can play it anywhere. It's like, well, you could get it for the Vita. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's been out for a while now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you are buying a Switch or you have a Switch and you're looking for a game, it uh, would be one of the one of the top ten that I would recommend, and it would probably be in the top five at that as well. So. Cool, but moving on, Kieran, you have been playing some more Yakuza Kiwami. Have, How you been getting on with that? I'm really enjoying that game. Uh, it's picked up quite a bit uh, from when I last talked about it. Cause last time I talked about it, I was just past like the intro bit. Yes, I was like oh, this isn't quite as good as Zero, and it's not, you know, it's not really, you know, just flowing together as well. I still kind of feel that way about a lot of the story stuff in it. Like, there's a weird disconnect where all of the open world stuff in that game is it's just Yakuza 0. It's more of that game and it's really, really good. And then you go into the story missions it's like oh, this used to be a PS2 game. Okay. You've stuck the PS2 missions in here as well. Great. Um, which is bizarre. But it's, it's a really fun game. It's got tons of little sub-stories that are weird and mental. Um, and so you just be running around town and stuff will happen uh, but the main thing that I'm really liking in it is they added a mode called uh, Majima Everywhere right which I think I talked about a little bit last time but I hadn't seen a lot of it whereas now I've seen quite a lot of it which is um, Majima was a character who has been in all of the Yakuza games I think but you could play as him for the first time in Yakuza 0 and in Kiwami they've added this mode where 
to unlock different moves for one of your fighting styles, Majima will just show up randomly in the open world and attack Kiryu, the main character. And other times you'll get like mysterious phone calls and text messages and stuff like that where they're like, you know, oh, you should come to this place because there's like one of them was, you should come to this cabaret club. There's a, a hostess here that she refuses to work. She says she's going quiet if Kiryu doesn't come. If Kiryu doesn't come and book her for this night. And you're like, okay, that's weird. I'm going to go do this weird side mission, I guess. And you show up and it's Majima dressed up in like a fucking cabaret club hostess dress. Glare <laughs> through his hair, stuff like that. And like, in that game you can go to cabaret clubs and you get like a little kind of mini, like, dating mini game, basically. And the, you have to go through all of that with Majima. <laughs> and it's really it's really goofy and silly. So you just got Majima there, you know, doing that. And then at the end you have to fight him while he's still wearing his yeah, hostess dress and stuff like that. It's really dumb. Um, but really funny. And it, they've got enough twists on that that reference a lot of different things from... Uh, even like you, Mostly Yakuza 0 from what I understand. Just because I've not played the other ones. Um, uh-huh. But then some other stuff as well that's quite cool. But it's weird. Like those get more and more elaborate as you go. So like that was one of the more elaborate ones I've seen. And then there was another one after it that I won't spoil for people because it's one of those ones that when it happens, there's nothing to set it up. It just kind of it's just one of the ones that just kind of you roll into and then you start seeing it and you're like, What is going on? Like what is <laughs> like how is this in this game? This is bizarre. Um, so yeah I'm not going to spoil that one but it's so good it will probably come up in like game of the year discussions for like best moment because it's right. so good <laughs> um, yeah so I'm really enjoying that I still think Yakuza 0 is probably a better game like overall I think the story stuff's more like kind of better rounded it's better told just because it's their like 6th or 7th Yakuza game so by the time they did Zero, they have kind of hammered down how to make one of those games and how to do a story in one of those games, whereas right. Kiyami is still sticking very closely to the story of the original. And so I think that Zero is still better for that, but it's still, like, this is a really good like remake of that game, and if you liked Zero and wanted more of it, it is worth it for that. Right. So yeah, I I definitely recommend that one. I'm going to play a lot more of it. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Mike, you've been playing... Let's get off of the Switch stuff for a brief moment because you've been playing a lot of Switch stuff. But, I have, yeah. Uh, you've been playing Everybody's Golf. <laughs> I have, yes. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's going to come out in the podcast. If you've been hearing strange little noises, it's uh, I've been playing around just to... <laughs> see something so if you've been hearing a a strange little noise and that's the sound the controller makes when the ball goes into the cup but yes i i bought everybody's golf um i think we've probably spoken about everybody's golf before you and i kieran Uh, yeah it was a one of the golf games that i think paul i think you liked it as well the little bit that you played of it yeah i really did so this is the is it seventh version or 
it's something like that. But this is the new version that's come out for the PlayStation 4. And they've updated it. It's it's quite good. It The biggest difference that I noticed was the teeing off. So, um, and they've created, a, it's a bit like a, a third, a, a sandbox game, essentially, in certain mm. parts of it where you can run around. So the idea is that you've got this golf island and you start there as your hub and you can wander around there's uh, little parts you can go you can once you get to a certain point there's a golf cart and you can drive around in a golf cart there seems to be places where you can go fishing so it looks like a and something another activity you can do there is characters that you can bump into and meet and talk to and uh, so when you're playing a round of golf if you score uh, you know there's AI characters and if you beat them by a certain score I think it's if you beat them by three strokes in a tournament you then get them to they come and live in your lobby and you can okay. copy their actions and copy their clothes so it's all part of the customization so the That's customization Yes. <laughs> so the again, customization is a big thing in this one. You can buy outfits for your character, but then these people that you can get to come and live in your lobby, then you can copy their everything about them. You know, uh, from the physical appearance down to the wardrobe and the voices and all these different sets. So you unlock all this stuff as well. Uh, Yes, yeah, so you've got all of that, and then you've got the, I think there's three or four different courses that I've, I've unlocked so far. I've been playing for quite a little while, and the meat of the game is the challenge modes, um, which hasn't really changed from any of the, the <clears throat> excuse me, any of the other Everybody's Golfs. So challenge modes, you will get set, start off, you'll play nine holes at a certain course, and you'll play them over and over again until you get to your earning experience. Once you earn enough experience, a boss appears and you need to beat the boss. Uh, each level has three bosses. They increase in difficulty as you progress through them. And some of them will be, you know, somebody may be an expert in getting out of sand. Somebody may be, a, you know, just a powerful hitter, so their their drive will be long. Uh, somebody will be good at chipping in, etc., etc. Each of them will have something that they're good at, and the whole idea is as you progress through the the levels and the challenges, you're improving your game as well. The biggest thing that everybody's golf does, or, or this version of it does, is everything is experience points and you're getting experience points on your clubs okay. so you're leveling you, up your clubs yes exactly yes leveling you're, you're, up golf clubs okay yeah, you're, so when you use uh, your driver for example if you can consistently um, get your shot at over 95% power you earn experience points on that that part of it the power part um, and it levels up so that your driver it starts off you can maybe only drive 200 yards by the end of 
you know, four or five levels, you can maybe drive 300 yards. You can also um, improve the control of the gate of the the clubs. So by consistently using the, you know, how most golf games, especially everybody's golf, has the the three stage control. So you push yeah. the X button and it starts the meter. Uh, you push it for power, then it comes all the way back, and you have to get it within a certain point to get the ball to go straight. Mm-hmm. If you consistently get that, then you will earn control points. Okay. Uh, and the con- yeah, so the, the control that allows like you to I do not get because Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> so terrible. Uh, this one is actually better. Everybody's golf on the PlayStation 4 seems to be a little bit easier to control. And I'll tell you how I came to figure that out as well. Um, yeah, and then you've also got um, a backspin. So the, the third one that you can get experience on is backspin. So backspin is more handy when you're chipping onto greens and you need the ball to stop rolling and stay where it is. It kind of goes hand in hand with control. So whenever you get control points, you're more than likely going to get backspin points as well. You get enough backspin points, then you can start doing the trick shots uh, where you, if you get your control right when you hit the shot, if the, let's say, the ball lands on the green and it's quite close to the hole, it does that automatic rollback thing and the cool little animation. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so... You, yeah, you you are trying to do the best possible shot every time, and you're leveling up your clubs. It sounds cool. Yeah, it is. It, it's really, really good. Really enjoying it. Um, and it's not the everybody's golf on the Vita is a, a good example. So I've started playing that again as well in tandem, okay. uh, just to kind of see how it was because. If you remember, everybody's golf in the Vita is a good game, but fuck me, is it difficult? Yeah, the, I can remember it being really hard. Yes, yeah, so the control uh, that Kieran was talking about, it is absolutely bastard brutal. <laughs> the, the one, uh, the, the control that it gives you when you start the game is kind of this, instead of a straight bar at the bottom of the screen, it's this one that carves up alongside the screen. It's kind oh, of, yeah. yeah, it's trying to do like a Tiger Woods thing. Yeah. But it is really, yeah. really difficult to control. But then you can you can change that little meter. You can change it uh, various ways. And once you get to about level four, you unlock the bar, which is the bar that everybody's golf on the PlayStation Four uses. And I've I just unlocked that, and I thought, right now I can understand why I didn't play as much of the. I think that was everybody's the golf on the Vita. The most, yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, and in, incidentally, as well, if you have the, the Everybody's Golf on your Vita and you are thinking about revisiting it, I just discovered all the downloadable content is quite cheap. All right. So, yeah, I downloaded Cat from Gravity Rush as a playable I think character that was for. The only DLC I got for that one. <laughs> right. It, uh, you can now get it for 60 pence. Yeah, uh, um, I think the additional courses are two pound. I think I bought two of the courses. There's one that I didn't buy, um, but all the courses are two pound, and all the characters are like sixty p as well. So, 
That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, worth checking it out. But this this version it is I I can't remember how much I paid for this. I think is it it's twenty nine ninety nine. I think it is, isn't it? Um, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's I not th- overly expensive. No, no, but definitely worth it. I have had a good time playing it, and it's. I don't know. I don't. Th- think it's dumbed down i don't think it's a lot easier i think with games getting a little bit harder this one hasn't it didn't need to get any harder if that makes any sense because they've all uh, the everybody's golf games have always been challenging so it's kept the it's difficulty on a an even keel from the the last game but we're getting better at maybe precision things it's yeah um but I've found sometimes that uh, I'll think I'll play a game just before I'll play a round of golf before I go to bed and I cannot you know drive or putt to save my life Um, it is one where you do need it is very very taxing still but yeah Yeah. very good if you've ever liked any of the everybody's golf games definitely recommend checking it out so it was really cool Cool. I've been like on the edge of buying that for you know since it came out it's been like you had it on my Amazon cart at one point, just like, I should, yeah, I should buy this. Yep. Uh, I'm going to break at some point. Um, yeah, I'll probably end up yeah. buying it at some stage. I think, I think you both should. It is really good. The online, uh, so the yeah. online section of it, you can go online and you can meet, um, I forgot completely to talk about this quickly, <laughs> you <laughs> can meet people in a lobby and it's like a, a country club and you can walk around and you can run around all the golf courses and if you've unlocked the golf carts you can get in golf carts and you can drive and you can go about and bugger about and you can go up to certain holes and you can say right okay I just want to play this hole and I can you can play the hole together with your friends or you can play uh, 19 holes or <clears throat> excuse me or just nine holes that's fine there's challenges that happen and they will be random and it might be uh, this is the the hole of the the hour and you play that hole and uh, it doesn't matter how you rank if if you do you know really well and you get highly ranked then there will be a reward for it but everyone gets entered into a draw to win equipment you know, so it may be a set of sunglasses or a pair of trousers, but it's equipment that you can only get through the online side. It's not stuff you can buy through this, you know, the shop yeah. in the single player mode. Okay. So if you if you're into customization, yeah, definitely worth a little shot. Yeah. There is also quite a cool thing. It's that it called I think it's called Tough Wars. I've heard about this, but I've not actually seen any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, um, but it's quite good. So you go into a game and you get put into a team there's two teams and you get put into a team red i think it's red or blue and that's fine and what happens is you get stuck in a course there's nine holes and you are seeing who can get the best score on each hole so you get um one point for a par you get two points for a birdie three points for an albatross uh, sorry three points for an eagle four points for an albatross etc etc and it's a race against time you've got 15 minutes to play as many holes as you can 
and everyone else is doing this as well um and all the characters are running into each other but you can you know you're you can ghost through them so you'll be tr- you'll be taking your shot and right behind you as you take your shot you see a ball flying over your head <laughs> and somebody running in front of you to take their shot That's <laughs> yeah it's it's quite cool um uh, definitely worth a, a little dabble as well if you're looking for a little bit of silliness uh you know when you're not doing your 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 campaign stuff uh, or it's your challenges yeah, something that sounds maybe a little bit less well not less but not quite as competitive as just going straight up head to head on a regular kind of golf game yes yeah. like the the golf club or something like that yeah, yeah. Um, but you can also create a lobby and play with your friends so you can you can decide right we'll create a lobby just all of us and then you can run you can still run around the courses tough war i don't think i'd need to have a look and see if you could create a tough war just for a lobby that you had but yeah it's it's the online part uh worked really well there was no uh lag or anything like that it it looked pretty good as well so if you were wondering about the online that's solid as well so definitely worth a shot Cool. I, Paul, you have been playing the 2018 version of Pigball. Yes, I have. American Pigball. Yes. Otherwise known as Madden 2018. Yes. So, yeah, no, it's... Once again, it's Madden. <laughs> I mean... Who is yeah. this year? Um, he's he's doing good this year. He's, he's added some nice new mechanics. There's some nice new ball like ball control mechanics oh, uh, and different things like talk, that. You should not talk about controlling John Madden's balls. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a family show. Um, but what they have added this year is they've taken from last year's FIFA and they've added a single player uh, kind of campaign story mode, as it were, called Long Shot. Oh yeah, I've seen some of this. It looked surprisingly good. It is surprisingly really well done. Very intricate story mode, well scripted, well thought out. Some QTE stuff that I'd rather wasn't in there, (laughs) but it makes sense when it happens. They don't just fling QTEs in for no reason at all. And actually what you do in story mode affects how it ends. There are different endings to it and it does affect it, unlike FIFA. Hmm. So you're playing as a a prospective, a a guy in high school who's looking to be drafted into the NFL come draft season and you're playing through... uh, To start off with, you're playing through him going to combines which is where they scout high school players and check them out and do like training runs with them and stuff to see what team's going to draft them yeah. it doesn't go well for you <laughs> no matter how well you do doesn't go well for you but someone spots you for a tv show called long shot yeah see this is the bit of this game that i've seen uh parts of where people are like oh yeah the you know the setup for this story mode is that you're going through a reality TV show to become a football player, and it's like that's fucking weird. It's <laughs> so weird. It's so bloody weird, and I'm really intrigued to see where they're gonna take it next year if they continue the same kind of format. 
yeah. or the same guy's story. But anyway, no matter how many times you say no, because I said no to this TV show multiple times, through a cutscene, your friend coerces you to do it. This is where the story is. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to be in a fucking reality show. And they're like, no, no, you need to. You, you need to. That's the whole story mode. <laughs> so it's basically you going through this reality show, getting training from some old pros like... Dan Marino from the Miami Dolphins, etc., etc., and 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 you going through the course of this TV show and your training with different pros and, but the way you act and the way you answer questions and the way you deal with the media in front of the cameras and everything all affects your draft report. Okay. So and it all yeah, so it all affects where you end up in the, the, the draft at the end like if you get drafted to a team because there is endings in the game where you don't get drafted at all oh okay like there I, I've went, yeah there's a I've went through and replayed a couple of the a couple of bits to change the story um, and there's there's an ending where you do not get drafted at all you do not make it you, even the reality show doesn't get you into the NFL. Oh wow! Shocking. Uh, <laughs> I thought reality shows was the best way to get into the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's actually so I don't really want to ruin the rest of it. There is other endings, probably more common endings that I don't want to give away for anyone that's interested in. Yeah, that's fair. It sounds like it's worth playing and seeing it- the story. If you are going to purchase Madden, if you're into American football, the story mode's really fun and it's worthwhile. And I'm going to be honest with you, there's a good four or five hours worth of gameplay in there. So it's not longest story mode ever. No, but... But it's longer than you would expect from a sports game. Yes. Yeah. And it's way more well done and thought out than you'd expect from a sports game. It's nice to see EA taking what they did in FIFA last year and fleshing it out a bit more for Madden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of getting to grips to hey, people actually might be enjoying this because the FIFA one really did well. Not a FIFA fan myself, but I played it for the story mode because I was interested. And I think the, the reason I was coerced into buying Madden this year rather than just still running on 17, was I was interested in the story mode. If they're going to advance it year on year, then I'm going to be more tempted to go and pick the game up year on year. Right. Because, guess what? They're still updating Madden 17 with everyone's stats from the games. They, they still update that, so why would I go and buy the new game for some new mechanics and stuff if you're still giving me all of that in 17. So it was a sensible idea for them to fling this in. Uh Changes to Ultimate Team this year is pretty fun. Um, Me and Ben haven't got around to it yet, but there's actually a co-op version of Ultimate Team where you can combine both... Actually, you and up to two other friends' Ultimate Teams online, and then you get to kind of see what position you want to play. Right. So if I was playing with Ben, Ben could go, right, I'm going to do the whole of the offense, and I could say I'm going to do the whole of the defense, or 
Ben could say I'm going to be quarterback and I could be a wide receiver or another player downfield. Which I haven't had the chance to do yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. It sounds pretty cool. Cool. Um, other than that, it's Madden. Um, it looks great. It's a smidge smoother than last year, but not noticeably smoother. Yeah, you'd have to be like comparing them side by side to be like, oh, this, yeah. this, is, this is way better. Yeah, I mean, and then they've added some some other cool things. Like, there's now arcade. There's you can now play it on an arcade difficulty, which makes big plays easier and. For people who just want to kind of play the game and have fun and not really take it super seriously. So there's arcade mode that makes defense easier. It makes it makes everything just a smidge easier and makes plays look a bit smarter, like more impressive. Yeah. And right. then there's, there's pro mode for those people who are like, no, I'm taking this super seriously. I'm This is my game and it makes everything super bloody tough. Uh huh. Um, needless to say, I'm playing on arcade mode. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's actually an in between, um, which I, I tend to default to the in between. I've chucked it on arcade mode a few times just for just basically see what it did, and it does make it a lot easier. But at the end of the day, it's Madden. Uh, if you've ever played a Madden game, you've played this. It, it is American football. And that's pretty much all there is to it. Long shot, though. Fantastic addition. Is it worth getting either of you guys to play some a long shot before game of the year? Maybe. Mm, I I want to see some of that story much. Like I uh, I don't care about the game really. Cause no, but I don't it, care about the sport, but. Um, like that story mode sounds like a cool thing that I would like to see yeah so you, actually there's loads of different um, games mini games within the story mode so actually as you're playing full on high school games full on training games as well as quick time event games and at one stage they're trying to get you to remember play calls like quarterbacks have to do mm-hmm. So the guy will read a play call out to you and it's like eight or nine words long and you need to try and remember it. <laughs> it sounds quite cool. And that's really hard, by the way. I didn't remember a single one of them. There, There is a gold achievement for remembering one of them. Or a gold trophy for remembering one of those play calls, which I need to replay a long shot and try and do. Put subtitles on and photograph it or something. <laughs> Um, but no, um, really, really fun story modes. Um, I might rent FIFA to play this year's FIFA and see if it's any better than last year's story mode in FIFA. Mm-hmm. The the game itself couldn't really give a crap about, but I want to see what <laughs> the progressed in that story mode because I did play last year's FIFA. Yeah, but you're purely. more of a pro evil guy. No, I'm more of a Madden guy. More of a Mario Strikers guy. Sport that actually takes tactics and not, you know, rolling about like a ninny saying someone hit you. I love the defensive oh. They're both pretty terrible. <laughs> Is there Fair a enough. dive button in Madden? You, no, there's not. Do you remember that one year that FIFA had a dive button? Was it FIFA? It so it's like real. It's like one, real football, yeah, exactly. where they all just roll around. There was one year where one of the big football games had a dive button, and people were like, "This is stupid. What are you doing?" 
It's realistic, <laughs> but it's stupid me then. I, I know I know where Kieran's true sport lies in NBA two K. That is actually the closest. Like I can't play those games because they're impenetrable and like impossible to play. But if I was going to get into a sports game other than something arcadey and lighter like everybody's golf. Yes. It would be an NBA two K probably. Uh, apparently they're amazing. I'm just not that interested in basketball to playing on the one. Switch. Yeah. Do you know what I might actually pick up on the Switch talking about WWE. sports? Yeah, UK I'm picking 18, up w- the most the, the greatest sport. I am going to pick up 2K18 on the Switch. It's going to happen. As people call it, you know, the sport of kings. Wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, from one sport to another. Mike, you've been playing ARMS. Uh, I have. <clears throat> so, yeah, I it was uh, one of the three games. So I picked up three games on yesterday when I bought the Switch. Yes. And then I went and got another three today when I went and traded some stuff in. So, yeah, I've got quite a few games. I uh, six play. Switch I games already. You've got more than me and I've had the Switch since like a month after launch. You have more physical <laughs> games than me. I have way more digital ones. But I like literally burst out laughing at my desk when you sent that second picture of... Like we sent that picture yesterday and we're like... Yes. And let's give some context for this. Um, you didn't just buy a Switch. You bought a Switch on Amazon Prime and it came yes. within like four hours of you ordering it. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, it, it was... Less than an hour. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I I, I so bought cute. so I was. That is really good. <laughs> we'd been backward and forward talking about you know I think I'm going to get one. I th- you know the time's right. Blah 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 blah. And I was checking, making sure I had the money and all of this, and then I was worried about what games I'm going to get and what accessories and things. And I eventually hit the the order, the process order at five thirty four as I was getting on the train to come home. <laughs> See, I thought you'd ordered it before that. That's really good. Yeah, and it was half past six. I was in the house. I'd just gotten in. I'd just taken my shoes off, said hello to the cats, and put my dinner on, and there was a knock at the door. That's so good. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, like, so the dinner it. got the dinner got postponed. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we had this conversation on Facebook where you were like, should I buy a Switch? I'm really, you know, it's 20 quid cheaper, it's a good price, what game should I get, etc. The best then, of it is, I wasn't even involved in that because I was driving home from uni, well, so you just yeah. kept popping up on my phone and <laughs> in the passenger seat next to me, and I'm like, guys, gonna shut up. Yeah, you, you showed up briefly to be like, you should buy a screen protector, and then it's like, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe an SD card. But then, like, you know, an hour later, you had a Switch, and you sent a picture going, hey, look, you're switching three games, and I was like, that's real good. And also a case, and also a screen protector. I was like, that's, that's a good haul. And then yeah. I was sitting at work today, and you sent another picture that had three more games. I was like, Mike, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, so I traded in... Uh, I traded in a whole load of PlayStation 4 games that I'd bought for combination of checking out for Game of the Year one year, and also last year when I was recovering from being ill and just I had a load of these games uh, I'd bought uh, some of them I'd played some of them I didn't play so much 
and I so I traded in I think it was eight or nine games and I was able to buy three games from uh, CEX and they're you know even though they're they're second hand they're still charging the premium for them because yeah, of the, they new, are. the new they game are. yeah the new game tax so yes Nintendo tax well I um they were the ones that I got from there were all three Nintendo games. Oh, okay. So I picked, yeah. yeah um, Nintendo games don't go down price. No, they don't. Ever. They really don't. <laughs> but yeah, so the the three games that I picked up um, was Arms was one of them, and Puyo Puyo Tetris was the other one, and we'll probably get to the other ones later. But yeah, so Arms is a fighting game. Um, I don't think I don't think we've spoke about it on the podcast. Have we? We uh, haven't. I've played a little of it for context. Yeah, I Pete. played like one match of it once, and that was it. So, yeah. right. So when you so were asking it, us whether it was worth buying, I was like, I've played it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was when it was first announced. I quite liked the look of it. It's uh, so it's a fighting game, and you would be forgiven for thinking it's kind of a, a riff on a boxing game. Yep. Um, the twist is that everyone has these kind of um, what's the best like slinky arms would be the best you know they've got <laughs> spring arms that stretch it's like their arms have been replaced with slinkies um, and yeah. they've got boxing gloves on the end of them uh, and it reminded me very much of uh, ready to rumble boxing okay yeah yeah, um, very arcadey, and so the idea with this one is, again, it's another one of these games that you know that comes out with a new console at the time. If the console's got a couple of gimmicks, it's trying to show off the gimmicks. Yeah. So it's not like one to switch. Uh, it's not solely, you know, oh, here's shovelware and. You know, here's all the different ways to use the controllers and things like that. Or yeah. what was the one in the Wii U on the Wii? Um, Wii, Sports. Wii Sports. No, not Wii Sports. It was uh, Wii We Play. Wii Play. Yeah. yeah. The um, to get a cheap Wii remote because. Yes, that's right. That's the only reason anyone bought that game. Yes. <laughs> so, Arms has different ways that you can play it. So you can um, detach the two Joy Cans. Uh, and then put the little bumpers on them, the straps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have one in, in each of your hand and hold them essentially like a set of gloves. They, you know, to, um, and have the, the triggers, the, what do they call them? The the ZR buttons or oh, the yeah. ZR and the ZL buttons. Yep. You know, have them at the top of where your thumbs are. Uh, and then the way the game works, uh, it controls in that case case is when you thrust your hands forward um, the fists move so you throw a punch by thrusting your hand forward if you tilt the controllers forwards or backwards the character moves forwards or backwards or left and right Um, you can push a button uh, and if you push it's one of the shoulder buttons they jump and the other button they dash so that's you you move around the ring by you know left and right and backwards and forwards but you can dash and you can jump um and then it's thrusting your hands forward to throw a punch you can if you 
uh, I'm just trying to think. Oh, yes, if you use the thumbsticks when you throw the punch, you can um, direct where the punch is going to do uh, go. You can put a curve onto it so you can throw, you know, like a big round, a roundhouse or a haymaker and, you know, curve it into the left or to the right, however you want to throw the punch. If you throw both your your punches your left and your right out at the same time and they connect it's like a grab move so it grabs the person and then it does a, a special throw you know it may throw them up in the air and then punch them or just toss them across the ring and do damage to them other than that it's your your standard fighting game the it's it is more geared to the you know the multiplayer so you can either play online or offline the main single player mode is something called grand prix so you pick one of the 10 fighters i think that it is there's a two four six eight ten uh there's yeah there's 11 fighters and you pick one of them and you go through uh 10 matches and uh if you win the you know the tenth match, then that's you. You're you're the champion. It's kind of like a, a very pared down story mode. Yeah, I think uh, it's like an arcade mode and most yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cool thing about it though is um, it's not always just a straight up fight. There are two times in the the, the ten rounds where the one time you're going to play volleyball, mm-hmm. and so you've got this big looks like a big. A inflatable beach ball <laughs> and you need to punch it to get it over the net and into your opponent's side that's pretty cool yeah, yeah so that that's quite cool um it's that sounds like it would be a bit more difficult to control and yeah. but it's not they've dumbed it down that's not the best way to describe <laughs> it but they've, they've, they've kept they, it accessible yes yeah um, and that's quite fun. And then the second non-fighting thing that you do uh, later on is a target smash. So the, you're on, it looks like a, a court, and you're on one end and your opponent's on the other. And there's these targets that pop up. And the idea is that you need to punch them and you'll get a point for every target you smash. But you will get more points if you're able to chain the breakages. So if you can break six of the targets in one punch, mm-hmm. then you know you'll get like six hundred points as opposed to breaking six individual targets will only only get you sixty points. So it's uh, it's kind of training you to angle your punches and direct them, and you know to to hit in a certain way. And it you it's better if you use the the kind of the curve punches as well Um, the other thing that the game does as well each character has three sets of arms and one of them may be just a big boxing glove the second one may be uh, the, the, the one character ribbon girl the first one's a boxing glove the next one is it's like a popper mm-hmm. um, you know like a party popper yeah. and it throws it, so it it's got a projectile yeah it's a projectile element to it and then she's got this other glove and um the glove so the arms extend and then the gloves kind of extend themselves and they do like a slappy thing 
That's cool. Um, yeah, so each character has got three different sets of arms that they can use, and you can mix and match them. So you can have, you know, the slappy one on, on your left and the normal boxing glove on your right, or you can tailor them depending on what you're going to do. If you're doing the volleyball, then you'd want the, you know, the solid glove for smacking the, the ball across. If you're doing the target thing, then you would want your arm that does the projection, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, that shoots the projectile. Uh, quite enjoyable. Uh, good fun the story mode story mode arcade mode whatever you want to call it when you go through it it has 10 levels of difficulty as well Uh, the difficulty ramps up pretty quickly though so I did uh, I played the through the mode with one of the characters um, very enjoyable played it on easy just to see how it was and it, it was quite good uh, the character they move around and they'll get some lucky shots in and things then you move on to level 2 and it is <laughs> it's like right yeah we're not fucking around anymore <laughs> yeah, <good laughs> um, yes yeah and it is. I, that's what put me off of it was when you started <laughs> ranking up the levels you were like holy crap I, I think that's fine though because see by the time you've played through all 11 characters on the easy mode and you've had games with your friends and you know showing off and things like that i think yeah you're probably once you've done all that you're probably going to be ready to move on to the next level yeah i think there should be some sort of warning or take this as your warning don't immediately jump into level two unless you're you know, super, super experience. You're, you know, you play fighting games for money and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, probably, you know, start level two, level three. Yeah, go for it. But for <laughs> the plebs like us that just enjoy a little fighting game now and again, uh, yeah, start level one. Yeah. It is quite fun. Uh, yeah. I, it might be a little bit pricey. It's, um, so it is priced the same as the rest of the, you know, the the first party game. So it's around about the forty five pound mark. <sighs> yeah, but again, it's the it's the Nintendo tax and the the you know the new game the new game tax and new console tax. But I think if you're looking for a fighting game, it's better. It's the better pick than that bloody Street Fighter game. <laughs> that's out. yes yeah Definitely, Definitely that um yes yeah um if you've you know if you're busy with Zelda and Splatoon and everything else that's out then wait a little while it will come down in price it is a good game I just don't know if I could Kieran I'd probably say you you know if you had the the money yeah go ahead and and get it Paul you're different you don't play fighting games as much so i would say i i couldn't recommend that you go out and buy it i i got it on rental and it went back within a couple of days yeah 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 so yeah it's depending on who you are i would recommend it um otherwise i'd say wait for it to come down in price but it is good for it's good it's fun it is it looks really good as well and some of the stages are really cool. There's a stage where you are, you fight a character called Min Min, and uh, the st- Min Min's story is that her parents own a ramen or a chain of ramen stores, 
right? A really weird thing. But the co- the payoff for that little piece of information is the arena that you fight in. Is it's it, it's a giant ramen dish. It's a giant soup bowl. <laughs> you know, it, you start out on the edge and then it sinks inside, and it's got the design of a Japanese ramen bowl. Hmm. <laughs> just little touches like that there's uh, one of the other characters and you get on these little platforms and they move around um, just a really intelligent design with the the arenas as well yeah definitely check it out I was um, I'm quite impressed with that one uh, Paul I don't know what you did you you think it looked good and did you I have thought fun? it looked I thought it looked good. I thought it was fun. It just wasn't for me, and I didn't like the controls. I felt they were clunky. That was just my opinion. Ah, right. So, what control scheme did you use? So, I tried. Uh, I tried them. I tried. So I tried docked. Yeah. With the Joy Cons detached. Right. Okay. Uh, and then I tried uh, using it in portable mode. Right, okay. So did you try the... So you didn't try kind of like the joystick mode? No. No, I didn't. Um, joystick mode is... It's not bad as well. I, I, I didn't like either of the ones I tried. Um, right. The, the joystick mode is closer to, you know, how uh, a regular fighting game would play. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, the, the the biggest difference between this and any other fighting game is that you play in third person as well. So imagine playing a fighting game, but you're controlling the character like you are Simon Phoenix in Gears of War. Yeah. Anyone trying to imagine what we're talking about. But yeah. Um, Kieran, I don't know, what did you think of the demo as well? Um, I don't know, I thought it was alright. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, I, yeah. I was look. I was looking for something different when, when I picked it up. I thought it's a fight. It did intrigue me when it was yeah. announced as well. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'm disappointed. Like I played. Um, so I was on holiday when they did the, the their their equivalent of the Splatoon test fire. Where they called it, it was a test punch. Um, did the tutorial stuff because I had hotel Wi-Fi and couldn't actually play it. Um, but then when they uh, when uh, Nathan friend of the show picked up, I played a match of it with him and played a couple of regular fights and then also the the target breaking mode that you were talking about. Yes, which I quite like. It's quite fun mode, and I liked it. It's for me. It's just got to the point where I keep buying fighting games. Right, and I never stick with any of them. So I think I would really like Arms. But I think I don't think I'd get my money's worth out of it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and also, like at the time, I was like, "Yeah, but Tekken's coming out, so I should just wait for Tekken because that's another <laughs> thing." Um, cool. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's how I ended up with Arms. But I do think I'll probably end up picking up at some point. Right. Uh, right. Cool. Excellent. So, um, Kieran, you have played. So we were talking before we started recording and uh, we'd sent each other friends requests and the cool thing is the with the friends system on the Switch is that you can see exactly what somebody else has been playing and it, it's it's almost the first thing you see um, and I thought that was quite cool 
for me anyway because I'm still trying to get my head around of all the new games, all the games that are out and things like that. Uh, and I seen you played uh, Azure Striker Gun Vault Collection. Yes, um, this is. Uh, it came out like last week or something like that. It's um, Azure Striker Gun Vault and uh, Azure Striker Gun Vault Two, which were both two two uh, D platformers that came out on the three DS, and I think they came to PC at some point as well. And this is basically those on the Switch. Right. Um, I picked up both of them on the 3DS but only actually played the first one and I liked it quite a bit because it's made by uh, Inti Creates who are the guys who made the Mega Man Zero series which is my probably my favourite of the Mega Man series and right. Azure Striker Gunvolt feels like a kind of spiritual successor to those but then also has some weird kind of mechanics of itself and they're not as hard, they're actually quite easy games as far as like Mega Man style games go. They're made more for uh, they, they, they kind of feel like they're geared slightly towards like replaying levels more often and speedrunning them, like going as fast as possible. Um, which I'm not really into, but I enjoy the games as they are. Um, but the whole thing is it's like a Mega Man game, but your actual bullets don't really do much damage, so you're shooting enemies to tag them. And then once you've tagged an enemy, you hold one of the triggers, and this it makes a kind of electric field around you that then shoots lightning at anyone you've tagged, and that does tons of damage. Right. And then you've got like a, a bar that you know handles how much of that you can do, and so it's all about kind of managing that and going as fast as possible and blowing stuff up. Um, the Switch versions of these seem like really good ones, uh, but I did don't seem to have really changed anything meaningful um, the second one I've mainly been playing the second one just because like I didn't play it much on 3DS and I played through the entirety of the first one already so I was like okay I'll jump into the second one instead the second one they added a shit ton of story compared to the first one like the first one had some light story that's like oh you know um, I, forget, I can't remember his name Gunvolt uh, the Azure Striker is um, going to go and rescue this anime lady. Let's go do that and beat the bad guys. And then this one is just non-stop constant talking. <laughs> like, there's actually an option to turn off the story, which I <laughs> almost recommend that people do because, Jesus Christ, they do this thing that's quite cool from a stylistic standpoint where they put uh, like all of the uh, voiceovers are in Japanese. They're not being dubbed. All right, so okay. they put um, the kind of uh, like most JRPG kind of style like talking head thing where they have you know the portrait of a character and then the subtitles of what they're saying and the all right yeah but they have that like over the levels as you're playing and they're they're very stylistically done so they don't really get in the way they're you know like up in the corners and stuff like that but it's just constant like you're, you're going through these Mega Man games these Mega Man style games and then you just constantly got anime ladies talking to each other about how much they fancy, you know, Gunvolt, and you're like, um, I'm killing guys here, what are you doing? Can, can you guys, like... like Get if, your hormones in check. Yeah, and also, like, if you were, if you were, like, a, you know, crazy robot dude out on a mission, you'd probably, like, come back to them and be like, guys, can you, like, get off the walkie-talkies just now? Like, this is this is not like mission appropriate what are you doing <laughs> this is not what this is for 
Like people normally <laughs> would get fired for this shit. Um, but it's a it's a really good game despite that. Um, the story's decent. It's just that a lot of the writing is non-stop anime waifu nonsense that I'm not super into. But right. The game itself is really fun, and actually, I think that they improved quite a lot of things over the second one from the first one. Like the structure of it feels a lot better. The difficulty's a bit better. Like most of the levels are still really easy, but the boss fights are harder, which is kind of what Mega Man was anyway. So I, yeah, I I think it's pretty good. It's uh, it's like thirty quid or something like that. Um, right. Okay. I think it has a physical release though, so that's probably going to be slightly cheaper. Um, but yeah, those games are definitely worth playing. They're they're good Mega Man style games until we actually get a Mega Man game of some kind on the Switch. Uh, right. That's there. Although I think I'd probably actually recommend they did a. Uh, we were talking about this before the podcast. Well, they did an eight bit um, as your striker game that was a crossover with uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Which is yeah. Mighty Gunvolt Borsh Mega Man something Mega Man Fighting Deluxe DX Collection. Um, it's not that. It's it's, it's like Mighty Gunvolt <laughs> something. Um, but that's like an eight bit style Mega Man game, and it is right. very good. It's very faithful to that kind of Mega Man style. It's way more difficult. It is kind of more what you would expect from a Mega Man game. It's got less of its kind of own unique mechanics, although it has some cool stuff like you can build different types of guns in it, which is kind of cool. Um, but that I think I'd probably recommend that over this, just because it's a bit more, it's a bit of a better game. Like Azure Striker Gunvolt Collection does more unique things if you haven't played them already on 3DS or PC. But I just think that Mighty Gunvolt game is a better overall game, and it's also like eight quid or something like that compared to Theory. So right. Yeah, I'd probably recommend that one instead. Um, yeah. Um, Mike, let's keep going down the Switch list here. Yes, yeah. Alright, tell me what you think about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is... Good, yeah, I have no right, opinion... Yeah, I You played a lot have... of Mario Kart 8. I did, yes. I played a shitload of Mario Kart 8. So I don't have much of a differing opinion. So it's not like, oh my god, this is so much better or it's got any worse or anything like that. I I played two Grand Prix hmm. in the time that I picked it up today. I was f- failing to see anything really different in it. Um, still had fun with it. Obviously, there are there's a couple of new characters. The and all the DLC is yeah. on on board. I was about to say on disc, but yeah, um, <laughs> on it's cart. on car. Yeah, uh, so it's all there. Um, that's about it. I can't. We've talked about it on here before, but I really yes. like those DLC tracks. Yeah, yeah, the whole, the yeah. whole game's I, great. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I really like the Excite Bike track. That is I don't one think... of my favorite tracks. I love it. Yeah, um, I the F Zero tracks. I love um, Hyrule Island. It's really good. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, really good. I like the 
the inkling boy and girl. <laughs> yes. They are, I, I think they're my, my characters that I'm using at the moment. So that I was using in, the inkling boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're quite cool. Um, I like their yeah. quad bike. They're, the quad bike that comes with them is yes. uh, probably my... F- they, there's a second... Actually, two or three different Splatoon vehicles in that game. Um, and that one and... Uh, I can't remember what the other one is, but there's another one that I really liked as well that's a Splatoon-themed one. Yeah, um, yeah. Are some of my favourite vehicles that game. Mm-hmm. I need to play more of that. Like, I didn't think I would like that game that much because I'm not a Mario Kart guy. Like, I've no. never been a big um, kart racer guy, but... Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. good. I, well, I remember when we... Because of... We'd spoken about Mario Kart. I just got my Wii U when we were doing Game of the Year that <laughs> yeah. year, and I'd played Mario Kart Eight and showed it to you, and you were like, "Oh yeah, it's Mario Kart." Yeah. And I think I put it in my top five, if I remember correctly, as well. Oh, and I, I fought the corner to, you know, there was no way it was going to win Racing Game of the Year, but I wasn't <laughs> letting that go without a fight. Um, and I think it ended up being in the you know in the top three, yeah. so that was fine. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm glad that you you really like it. Um, it is it is slightly weird that you do, but it is a really good game. It looks really good, and it's yeah. Uh, I'm failing to see apart from the new character. Is there any any new tracks? I was going to ask, um, does anyone know? Yes, the I think there is. I'm pretty sure that there's two... I think the last two uh, Grand Prix that are on there are new tracks. Ah, right, okay, so uh, they'll have new tracks. Like yeah. the, the Animal Crossing one, I'm pretty sure it was not DLC. What? There was Animal Crossing... No, there was Animal Crossing stuff. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong then. Because the 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 Animal Crossing was in the final DLC pack. Oh, you may be right. Um, I thought there were, I think there was more. Uh, the other thing they added though, they added 200 CC mode, which was super fast. Yeah, then they they added was it the 150 mirror mode as well, which is new. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 200 is insane. Yeah, so they've changed, oh, No, no, on you go. As you say, they add other changes like you can have two items at a time now. Yes, yeah, and there's also the this new new power ups. I think the uh, the feather and boo, which I thought boo was always new. I thought boo was something you always used. You know, you the ghost and he goes away and he steals something. I didn't think that was new. Are you sure the item's new? And no, because the character boo is in. Ah, uh, uh, well, it's it. Well, the character yeah. that was King Boo. And dry yes. Bones. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, maybe what it is. I'm looking on this. Um, is there any new courses? Maybe there wasn't any new courses. Maybe I'm wrong. There was new battle courses. Because they, right. they improved the battle mode. They added a bunch of different things. That battle mode's actually yeah. pretty decent. Ah, right. I need to check that out because I I remember thinking it wasn't that good. Yeah. So people I'll, didn't really yeah. like it. I never played the original battle mode, but the new one's pretty decent. Yeah. All right. I'll definitely. I'll I'll check that out. But yeah, it's good. Um, again, if you've got the Wii U, and you know, should you buy Mario Kart? Unless you're um, specifically going to play it with friends and looking, you know, 
to play it mobily and, and basically show off your Switch. I I don't think I could recommend it if you already own it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I traded in my copy of Mario Kart to what to be able to get this version. So yeah, if you can do that, then yeah, yeah, def- yeah but there's no point honestly there's no point in owning both yeah it's the same game yeah Yeah, it's the same game the only reason i bought it is because kieran literally said to me the day it came out buy mario kart today because i'm buying it i was like okay (laughs) we played a bunch of it it was good we have we've played a bunch of it online and it's fun i i played a tom switch uh and myself played a a race of mario kart and i really liked it and i kind of made my mind up then i thought right what i will do is I'll see if I can pick up Mario Kart and either pick it up on the sheep or, you know, trade in my my Wii U version or something for that. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. cool. Excellent. Um, so let's keep on the, Mar- the well, both the Mario and the Switch yeah. <laughs> themes. Uh, you have been playing something and I picked it up as well. So you've been playing more Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yes, I just finished at the second of the worlds, which there seems to be. Oh, okay. From the looks of it, there's four overall, unless there's like another one that they unlock afterwards. But like from the layout of the the kind of hub area, there seems to be four. Um, right. Okay. So I just finished the the second world's like a kind of desert with some snowy stuff as well. So. Right. Um, that I game th- is really good. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Um, I was very, very impressed. I, I knew more or less what to expect because obviously you'd spoke about it last week when we did the podcast. But yeah, I bought it and I thought, yeah, it, it'll be good because I, I like XCOM and it's got the, the pared down XCOM. What I wasn't really expecting is the, the kind of stuff in between the XCOM stuff. So it's the... It's not really platforming. It's running in the same, you know, running in a straight line, picking yeah. up coins, and then there's a little bit of a puzzle element yeah, to get some through. Yeah, puzzle solving in it. Yeah, it's and it was enjoyable. It's <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that to. I thought, shit, this is gonna, you know, detract from the entire game. I just maybe yeah. want to push a button and go from fight to fight mm. to fight. And but they've built in this little bit of the story, um, so you'll get you know a couple of cutscenes, and also th- the cool thing when you're moving along, sometimes there may be two rabbits up to no good, and you might hear a noise when you're uh, you know running across a bridge or something, and then your icon turns to the little magnifying glass so you can have a look, and you're running across this bridge and you hear a noise and it sounds like two rabbits, and when you look it's two rabbits and they're hanging on to this bridge and they're battering fuck out each other and they're punching each other <laughs> and then it says, somebody should tell them to stop that, they're going to hurt each other and they're laughing and punching fuck out each other it's brilliant Yeah, There's a, lot <laughs> um, of, a lot of that stuff is like just running between the, the uh, battles and running to you know, like running through puzzles and collectibles and jokes like it is yes but a lot yeah. of those a lot of those sections feel like they probably made all the combat stuff first and then were like all right we made this really pretty graphics engine it looks really nice on the switch mm-hmm. but people only see it during the fights so what if you could just 
run through a really pretty world and we'll throw some jokes and puzzles in there as well and yeah it, yeah it literally feels like a graphics showcase because like the camera will just you just be running along the camera will just move along and be like look it's fucking look it's fucking great right look at this yeah the yeah there's one of the things that i liked about it as well is that once you fight through an area then sometimes you're able to you know it's right okay now you need to move on to the next area but you can actually wander through that part mm-hmm. so you're you know you're not doing it through the the turn-based combat and all of that you're you, you can wander around, around the area yeah I just, re- arena. yeah and i thought that was really cool i like that um i am i've so i'm not too f- sure how far i am because i'm just getting into it as well i've just rescued luigi Okay, um, that's not too far in, but it's a decent bit. Yeah, there's yeah. About, so I think there's about nine areas in each world, like nine right, acts, okay, roughly. Uh, ah, then, okay. Like, a boss fight. Um, R- right. I yeah. I I just fought the mid boss. Yes. So yeah, there's there's a mid boss and then a big boss fight towards the end. So you're probably right. just over halfway through the first world then. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, that first world kind of just cruises by because it's it's pretty easy. It's very tutorially. Um, yes. Once you get Luigi, it becomes a little bit less tutorial because it's like, oh, you've got a sniper now, so you can just fucking start playing the game because you've got a yes. sniper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although the game hints that he's a coward. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he stays back. You know, stays up yes, high it, behind cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I. I am enjoying it. It is quite tactical, mm-hmm. which I was... It's weird. I wasn't really expecting that to, to shine through as much, as much as it actually is. Yeah, there is a surprising amount of depth to it. Um, yeah. So, I'm... Again, it was one when I picked up my three. I thought, I'm looking for something different. I want something that shows off the, the Switch and, you know, it's something a little different. Otherwise... You know, if I'm getting another fucking racing game, then <laughs> what, why are you bothering buying the Switch instead of just, you know, picking up something for the PS4 or the Xbox One? So, yes, it is different. And, yeah, it's really cool. I was in game today as well, and I seen the... They're not the Amiibos. They're the, the new Ubisoft proprietary toys. Oh, yeah. that, I the can't sw- believe they didn't just make Amiibos. I... I don't get that as well, but have you seen the models? Have you seen the the yeah, actual they look, toys? They look, nice. they yeah, look they really, look really nice. Absolutely stunning. I but yeah, I I can't I can't figure that out. It's I really weird. To Nintendo was just like no. <laughs> why would Nintendo? The harsh why would, that Nintendo have for their amiibos. <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. the thing is these things look better than the Amiibo and I don't know if it's been a case of Ubisoft have been listen can we make rabid Amiibos and they've been like no you know we're, we're not doing that uh, we only make Amiibos of our characters Yeah, which is bullshit because they did Bayonetta and they've done uh, is the Final Fantasy ones not yeah, yet yeah Cloud has one um, yeah Cloud has one yeah so and uh, uh, Pac-Man Yes, Pac-Man. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's... 
It's a bit of a strange one. Yeah. Mm. It's weird. They should probably have just been Amiibos because the Amiibo support in that game also just isn't very good. You get you get guns from it, which is fine because it's an XCOM style game, so guns are kind of important. Right. But they are you outlevel them pretty quickly. So they look quite right. nice, but Oh yeah, okay. And only supports four amiibo. Right. I have just I think my rabbits are just complete well, the game is just ready to unlock where I can use the the amiibos. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So I'm just getting to that point as well. Cool. I will definitely be playing a lot more of that. (laughs) Yes. It seems like a really long game. Definitely be probably parting with the cash to pick it up when I can. Um. Yep. I would. I would recommend it. Yeah. Same. It's one of the Um, easily recommendable Switch games at the moment. Yeah. So good. I. Yeah. I found. I ended up playing for nearly two hours last night. Yeah, it's, you will lose time in that game because you'll be you yeah. go into it and you're like, oh, it's an XCOM style game, so this is going to be, it's, it's simplified, so it's going to be maybe a bit dull because there's not as much strategy to it. And then you realise that the things they took out of it from XCOM, so like the, you know, rolling the dice to hit that kind of reduces some of the strategy, the the vast customization of characters and permadeath and stuff like that, you know, all the things they took out of XCOM. And they were like, oh yeah, well, we simplified it this way. They also then made up for... Added with, some stuff? Yeah, like, the, the movement stuff is just game-changing. Like, the... When you move a character, you can slide-tackle an enemy, or two if you get the upgrade for it, and that does some damage. And then, Mario can also jump on top of an enemy uh, by bouncing off of another, everyone can get jump off of another member of their own team to move. From yes, it. yeah. But Mario can also land on an enemy's head to do some damage at the same time. And so, like a lot of times, you'll move like Mario, and you'll slide attack an enemy, jump off one of your allies onto another enemy's head, land next to them, and then before you've even fired a single shot, you've taken like sixty damage off of two guys. And it's like, yes, that's, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying that one. Yeah. So I'm on the third world now, and I've on I've just unlocked Peach. Um, oh, cool! And have the one kind of gripe that I have with this game at the moment is that it forces you to have a rabbit in your team. Oh, okay. Which I don't have an issue with in general. Like I, I think the rabbits are fine. I'm not. I'm not anti-rabbit, right? I'm not here this thunder <laughs> against me that, you know. I'm some kind of rabbitist, but <laughs> I I wanted a team that was Mario, Luigi, and Peach because you can't change Mario. He's the leader and he's always in the game. That's just how it works. His name's on the box. Um, right. Luigi is a sniper and Peach has a, a ability that lets her heal. Um, but one, she has a shotgun, which is pretty good. But also she has an ability that lets her heal everyone around her when she jumps off of someone. So she right, jumps okay. off someone's, if she jumps off of an ally to get a boost, and then lands, she'll heal everyone in an, in a like radius around where she lands, which is really useful and really cool. And so I liked having that team composition, but the game doesn't let you do that. It's like no, you one of these needs to be a rabbit, and you can't change Mario. So either you can have a sniper or a healer, 
Although Rab- right. Rabid Peach heals as well, but I don't like her heal as much because it's just a regular heal. I thought the, the Peach one was kind of cool. Um, yeah, but that, that game's great. It's way better than it should have been for, for a fucking yes. spin-off that has Mario and Rabbids together. Yeah, I, I wasn't too sure what to expect. I was expecting a bit of a throwaway title as well, yeah. but it is, like you say, it's a lot better than it should be. Yeah, definitely. Cool, excellent. Um, speaking of new games that have just come out, you have been playing a brand new game again. I sure have. Go on, tell us what brand new game have you been playing? I mean, either of the two games left in this list could be <laughs> brand new games, uh, but I assume you're talking about StarCraft 2. Yes! <laughs> so, I've talked a bunch about StarCraft 2 in the past few podcasts and just in general, because of course I have. Um, yes, yeah. but I mainly wanted to bring up again because I've been talking about the co-op stuff recently, and the co-op stuff successfully managed to get me to start playing StarCraft Two proper again. So I jumped into some online matches. The way StarCraft Two works, or most Blizzard games work with their ranking stuff, like Overwatch has it as well. Um, is that you do five placement matches where they put you up against different ranked players and then from that they decide what tier you should be in and then you play against people in that tier and slightly above to move up and you know it's how they kind of match you against similar skilled people um so i lost all five of those matches because right. it turns out i've not played starcraft 2 in like two years so <laughs> i maybe have forgotten how to play starcraft uh, and then I played a couple more matches and I managed to win one so that kind of boosted my morale a bit um, but they've changed Starcraft 2 quite a lot since the last time I played the multiplayer majorly um, so like just briefly like one of the things they did is that Starcraft 2 used to be not slow but you spent a decent amount of time like building up your base to start with and then building up some of your army and harassing the enemy forces and stuff like that and then eventually you would take a second base and then you would you know have more resources to work with and stuff like that and there was always like a strategy that was you know fast second base like if you rush to get a second base quickly you have more resources but you have less of an army because you spend all your money getting a second base but they've sped all that stuff up now so that your your dudes gather resources faster so you run out of resources to gather faster so you kind of need to take more bases quicker which forces everyone to basically leave their starting base a lot faster and you encounter the opponent a lot faster and so you have less of this kind of you know few minutes at the start of everyone building things up and just you know waiting until they have a big enough army and you're like okay well I need to go and I know he's going to be going out to get a third base now because it's two minutes into the game, so he's <laughs> running out of resources. So I'm going to go send my army to his third base, so he can't take it. And then you're, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to take my third base. But I built up this army so I could take my third base. And then you end up fighting people relatively early in the game, just because they're forced to get out of their base a lot quicker than they used to be. Um, right. Which is really cool. I really like that. It speeds things up a lot. It makes it a lot more fun. Um, I think it feels a lot less stressful for me, but I don't know if that's just because I've not played StarCraft in a long time and I've kind of, you know, lost my competitiveness with it. 
Um, but I think it's part of it for me is just like it's really frustrating to spend a lot of time building up like a big base and a lot of resources, a lot of army and stuff like that, and then have it all just destroyed like instantly because you fucked up. You know, with your you chose the wrong units to build five minutes ago and you fucked it all up and you don't know until five minutes later when it's dead and you're like, well I have wasted the past five minutes, what am I doing? That doesn't really happen, or hasn't really happened to me in StarCraft 2 now, because... Don't you mean I've wasted the past five hours? Well, no. Matches are really short in StarCraft 2, for the most part. Uh, unless they go wrong, in which case you end up with standoffs that go across the entire map and you're like, oh no. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's good. I I think the improvements they made, which I don't know when, like they've been patching this game constantly. But I presume most of them came actually with the last expansion, which I played the single player campaign of, and then just never jumped into the multiplayer for. Um, but I, it's good. It's a good improvement. I think uh, the multiplayer in StarCraft Two is the best it has ever been. Which is impressive. And there's still a lot of people playing StarCraft 2, as it turns out. Like, I think it gets overshadowed quite a lot because people are like, well, everyone moved to play Dota and League of Legends. Mm-hmm. And on the competitive side, that's kind of the case. Although StarCraft 2 still has a really big competitive scene. Um, which I've been watching some of because uh, BlizzCon is soon. And so all of the tournaments. Like they have a big tournament at BlizzCon, so they have a lot of tournaments in the run-up to BlizzCon to decide who gets to go to BlizzCon. Um, and I've been watching some of those. But, like, in terms of, like, people playing it, like, from what I've seen, because they don't just show, like, here's, you know, X many people playing. Well, they do sometimes. There's a thing in the chat that will occasionally say, there's this many people that are searching for games right now. Um, but I saw people that compiled the data for, like, how many people are playing StarCraft 2, and they are like, Oh, if this was ranked on Steam, like if there was a Steam version of StarCraft 2, it would be in the top five most played games at all times because there's that many people playing it at all times. But I feel like it kind of fell off of the, the, the like, kind of... Everyone still knows that StarCraft exists and there's a big competitive thing, but when you think esports now, you generally think of MOBAs because League of Legends is insane and its own thing and Dota 2 is Valve throwing millions of dollars of prize money into pools because it's fun um, so yeah I don't know I think StarCraft is awesome and is probably the best it has ever been and people cool. play StarCraft excellent yeah and that co-op mode's really good <laughs> um, Cool. Um, so we only have one game left on the list, uh, and surely you need to finish this now. You sh- the, the, this is becoming your project cross zone. I'm slowly working my way through it. The only reason I'm not the game's evil within. Just to <laughs> <before laughs> realise I was just about to start talking without even saying what the game was. Um, I've been working my way through it, but I I've been playing. You know all the other games that I've mentioned during this podcast more. You've yeah. and it's just kind of been something that I pick up and play for, you know, like an hour or two a week, basically. Um, that game's great though, and it's I mainly wanted to mention it because I beat a boss that was a spider lady, uh, who like crawls along the ground at you, 
and she appears a couple of times before that and you have to run away from her and this time it's like oh finally you get to fight her but you know bullets don't do anything so you've got to you know got to set her on fire and there's a bunch of fire stuff in the area and then mm-hmm. the catch is if she catches you then she will kill you in one hit and it's bullshit the <laughs> um, guy like that was a really frustrating boss fight just because I, I failed it a few times just because I she didn't go the way I thought she would go and then she sneaks up behind you and murders you in one hit and it's like you motherfucker what are you doing um, but it's I managed to beat that boss eventually because it wasn't that hard and there was actually a bit where I was like panicking because one of the things you can do to set her on fire is you can pick up torches, which you find torches throughout the game in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you know, big, old fashioned, big, like wooden torches that are big fire on the end of them. And um, you hit her with that and it sets her on fire. And they're one use things. So you can do that once. And so I picked up one of those and I waited at the top of a set of stairs as she was coming up them. And I hit the melee button to hit her with it. But she was close enough and low enough below me on the stairs that instead the main character tries to do his kick animation to like kick people down the stairs which obviously doesn't work on this boss and I was like no use the fucking thing in your hand that'll kill her what are you doing <laughs> like panicking so I thought I was going to die because she was just going to instantly murder me um, I, mean, I ended up just like spamming the melee button until eventually did the right animation which was annoying but um yeah, I beat that boss. And then that game gets weirder and weirder. Yes, now it I'm, does. Now I'm in a church. Oh, yeah, this, that's a good bit. Yeah, I, I've i not really done any more of it. There was like a, a, a bit at the start of it where there's waves of enemies and that's kind of all I've done. Um, but yeah, like the bit between those two, which... I'm still not sure if it's the one you were talking about where stuff happens in the save game area, but some stuff happens in the save game area in that bit. Right. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... That game is... It's really good. I'm looking forward to that sequel. I, cool. There was some more gameplay footage of that sequel recently, and it's, it looks like they're making some nice improvements to it. So, Yeah. And I've heard that uh, the story never makes sense, so I'm not really too worried about that. Yes, yeah, that's... Um, well, I, I can vouch for that. I was told that the story makes sense uh, when you buy and play all the DLC. Ah, oh, right, okay. So, I might do that. <laughs> I don't know, I got it in Steam, the <laughs> DLC goes on sale a lot. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Good, good. Cool. So, I think that's as for video games, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I did. Uh, I did play some Splatoon two, but that was just as we were starting to record. So, um, I will save that for next week. Yeah. Okie dokie. I. I also mentioned. I guess I played uh, some of Destiny two, which seems like a big improvement over the first Destiny in a lot of ways. And I like the first Destiny quite a lot, but I've also not played enough of it to really. Yeah talk about it yet. Cool. So next week we'll right. probably talk a lot more about that. Cool. 
Excellent. So we've only got one board game to chat about, and okay. we spoke quite a bit about it last week, which is the Flick 'em Up Dead of Winter game. Yeah. So give everyone a rundown of what it was and how the mechanics and you know what I'd experienced of it. Well, I got to play at the weekend with Anne. We were going out and uh, we were at a loss for an hour or so and I said, well, let's set it up on the table and we'll have a go. It's a lot of fun. Uh, as you would expect it to be with a, a dexterity game, flicking little discs and trying to kill zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's it is good, but the one thing that kind of surprised me about it was how very tactical it became very quickly and we started to be like you know dead serious it was like you know trick masters pool and you know (laughs) all these trick shots well if i take this guy and i use him and i can either maybe move him so i can get a clean shot or i could maybe angle the disc and bounce it off and it became rather serious rather quickly (laughs) and but it wasn't you know it wasn't too stressful but it was good we did find because it's the first time we've played the game it kicked our arse so there was you've got a time you know you've you've got so many turns to achieve the the goal that you're trying to do and we had i think two turns left and we just called the game because there was no way we were going to we we had to make sure there was less than three zombies left on the table at that point i think there was 15 zombies left at the table we had to get one of the characters into the there's an rv truck and you have to flick them inside the truck and get them safe in there and then the other guys have to make sure that there's less than three zombies at the end of the round that was just not it was not for happening (laughs) but we had fun with it and so when we called it it was like it was yeah the games beat us we'll just call it now but we've had a lot of fun because i think you know trying really hard to there was no chance of winning so i think playing those two rounds just would have maybe soured the game yeah and it is it does feel like it's a game where you can be a little loosey with some of the rules and there was one of the shots where um my finger actually slipped on the disc so i ended up just pushing the disc a little bit and i said to Anne, you know balls that that wasn't meant to happen she's no i can see that just let's take it again we'll pretend you never did that so you can kind of it doesn't feel like you're cheating you know genuinely if it's a mistake you can be a little bit loosey-goosey with the rules and things like that and yeah it's good fun and i think it would be fun with a whole load of people as well because then you've got a whole load of different skills it's not just a you and your wife who are slightly shy to dexterity games yeah (laughs) But yeah, looking forward to actually playing it with uh, some other people. I don't know how often it would get away going to a a game day Hmm. because it is quite a big footprint. It's quite a lot to set up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I I might take it to our next game day just to see how we get on. I'm not 100% sure how, what I think actually. But uh, yeah, looking forward to playing it again though. So, um, still happy with the purchase. That's fair. I, I look forward to getting a game of that one. Cause, cool. Yeah. It's, 
it just seems awesome yeah excellent uh, I think that's it for games and everything we played yeah yep cool have we got some news um I have a couple of things but not a lot um uh, speak of your hatred of Resident Evil games outside of the first oh, yes. three, uh, yep. Resident Evil Revelations and Revelations Two are coming to the Nintendo Switch on the twenty eighth of November. I thought they were all right, actually. Yeah, I never played the first one, but I quite liked what I played of two. But I didn't yeah. play that much of two. Right. So I might end up picking these up on the Switch. Cool. I think, I think they would work quite well as portable games, especially since yeah. two because two is episodic. Um, uh huh. Yeah. What else we got here? Uh, there is a Nintendo Direct on right now. As I'm, a, I'm oh. yeah, I'm watching it as we speak. <laughs> uh, they've announced a new Kirby game. We'll talk about it next week because it's, it's on right now. Um, yes, yeah. Axiom Verge is coming to the Switch uh, early on the eShop because they had to, for every reason, they had to delay the physical edition of it. Oh, okay. And so they asked their fans on Twitter, what do you want? Do you want us to hold off the eShop release uh, so that it matches the physical release? And then they were like, no, we want it on the eShop. And they are like, all right, well, we'll we'll bring it forward a bit then. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's coming out. What's the exact date on it? I think it's some point in October. I think it's 12th of October? 17th of all October? All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and this also got a, the physical edition looks quite nice as well. Like it's Axiom Verge is a really good like Metroid style game. Um, I do recommend people play that one. Uh, Soma is coming to Xbox One, which I right. didn't know. I thought that was already on the Xbox One. I didn't realize that was only on PS4 and PC. But yeah, Soma was the frictional games one, the um, oh yes, the horror yeah. game where you were underwater. Yeah, uh, that. It's a really good horror game. Um, it has some issues. The bits where it tries to be amnesia, or maybe the bits that aren't so good. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really good game. Xbox One owner should definitely pick that one up. Cool. Um, and then that's the only other thing I've got here is that Nintendo urges people not to overpay for the Super Nintendo Mini because they say there's going to be enough of them. Like they're they're making lots of them supposedly. Okay. Ah, right, okay. Um, they also went back on what they originally said, because they originally said that the Super Nintendo Mini, they were only making them for this year. Yeah. Uh, instead, they're going to actually continue production into the start of next year as well. Oh, so okay. There's yep. going to be a bunch of them. And then they're also going to start making uh, NES Minis again as well. Oh, okay. So nice. from the middle of next year, they're gonna there's going to be the ability to buy those again. All right. Which So... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite good because so we've been laughing and joking about you know I I got the switch. One of the things I did after I got the delivery of the switch within an hour was I cancelled my SNES <laughs> pre-order because I thought it might be taking the the pace a little bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's that's quite good though that maybe at one point you know I might fancy picking up one of those then. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm um, looking. For, I've got this Super Nintendo one still pre-ordered. I have less interest in buying the NES Mini. Like I cancelled my pre-order for that last year because I don't have a lot of nostalgia for that system. Like I was. Uh-huh. I, I had one, but I was maybe a bit young at the time for it. Uh, Super Nintendo was when I was getting a bit more into games, so I have more fond memories. And also, I think a lot of Super Nintendo games just age better. 
you know? Uh-huh. Like, I'd rather play Super Mario World than Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Uh, that's all the new stories I've got. I don't know if you guys have any others, but it seems like it's no. been relatively quiet. No, it I'm just... Been. I'm just looking at the Switch footage for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and it is looking absolutely gorgeous at the moment. It looks pretty. It that, is, that yeah. Island. island. What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> oh, anyway, let's keep going. Um... Yes, yeah. Um, so, if that's it for news, uh, do you want to do. Shall we do some new releases? Yes. New releases. Cool. <laughs> so. I know you wanted to introduce jingles at some point. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I'm I'm adding my own jingles in instead of having to create them. I would be pretty cool with that. Um, That's good to me. Cool. So I uh, we're looking at new releases then for weekending the twenty second of February. The twenty second of February. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus. Oh, you're jumping yeah. ahead of yourself or behind yourself. Uh, yep. Uh, so twenty second of September. Yep. Um we have uh, coming out on the 19th uh, Battlefield 1 in the name of the Tsar, the digital version from EA for PC, PS4 and Xbox One. So I think that's yep. like an expansion thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I assume so, yeah. Russia. Uh, you would assume so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. Um, also coming out that day is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Cool, I'm interested in that. I enjoyed the demo. I hope that one's good. Yeah, I didn't really like yeah. the demo much, but I can see it being good still. Like it, it didn't. The demo didn't sour it so much that I'm like, nah, fuck that. Game. No, you're not gonna not play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I am. Um, I'll see how it goes. I'll see what else is coming out, and you know where where the money's gonna get spent and things as we get further into the year as well. Um whether I'm going to pick that one up or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, then a whole load of things coming out on the 22nd, so we'll we'll breeze through these as quickly as we can. Circuit Breakers coming out for the PS4. I have no idea what that okay. is. But I will um, right, you Google that, I'll move on. Uh, one for you, Kieran, for the Switch, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Yes. Yay! I have it pre-ordered and I'm still unsure. Uh, oh right, okay. <laughs> a circuit breaker is automatically operated electrical switch designed to protect an electrical circuit from damage. Wrong circuit breaker. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, game for... after that. <laughs> like PlayStation so... One game, apparently. Ah, okay. So Fair enough. Is a remake or not. Like... Uh, okay. Uh, moving on. Um, a game coming out for the the Vita of all things. <laughs> the Vita? What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mary Skelter Nightmares Isn't from it? Idea Factory. Yeah, I was gonna say it's an Idea Factory game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send you guys some pictures. Uh, we have on? Uh, Minecraft Story Mode Season Two uh, Pass, uh, the disc version for the Xbox 360, PS4, and Xbox One from Telltale Games. Yep. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, they just seem to be cranking out the the story. Yeah, they. Telltale games, kind so of, yeah, yeah, crack on. Um, in my opinion, they've kind of went for quantity more than quality nowadays, but hey ho. Yeah, people seem to like the Minecraft ones. Yeah, but um, cool. Uh, we have Pharonic Deluxe Edition uh, for PS4 and Xbox One. Anyone? Uh, yep. 
I also don't know what that is. Uh, it's from Desco, so it could be more of your um, your booby ladies. Just could be. That? I don't know. This looks like it's just. Uh, it looks like a PS2 game. Jesus Christ. All right. Okay. Oh. Fair enough. Um, one possibly for Paul. Um, coming out for the Switch, Pokémon Tournament DX. Paul. I'm probably going to end up renting it, although I did play the demo, and by the time I'd done my fifth fight, I was kind of bored. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. It, yeah. It's how how I felt on the the Wii U version, so it just kind of I I gave that one a skip. Um, Project Cars Two is coming out. Jeez. PS Four, PC, and Xbox One. I keep forgetting that's out this this soon. Um. I don't know. I like the first one. I'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to Forza. Yeah, it's gonna say in a year the yeah. the new a new Forza game. To be fair, a new Forza game comes out every year. But in yes. a year that a new yeah. Forza game's coming out, GT Sport is coming out. Dart Four came yeah. out. Like yeah, and Project Question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like a. Well, also seems like a rough year for Project Cars Two to come out in. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we'll the see. people who really enjoy the the heavy sim side of racing games seem to really enjoy it. I know someone who adores Project Cars One, but wouldn't touch any of the other racing games that were out around about the same time. So uh, I liked the first Project Cars, but I didn't really stick with it. Yeah. So uh, then uh, two more games just to go over. Uh, we've got one for friend of the show Nathan. Uh, Senran Kagura Pe- uh, Peach Beach Splash That game looks like Splatoon but with boobies <laughs> Sold Yeah it's, it's Like most of the Senran Kagura games it looks way better made than it probably should be Yeah Because the, um, the Senran Kagura games are usually pretty good beat em ups and then also insanely pervy and stupid yeah, um, I've just—it's a series that intrigues me, but it doesn't intrigue me enough to actually play one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yep. <laughs> and then for another Sedesco game coming out on the twenty-second of September, the girl and the robot for the PS4. Hmm. Okay, I'm not not too sure what that is. Yes, yeah. Um, says it's, a, it's out on the Steam games. Girl, oh, right. third-person action adventure game set in a fairy tale world. We take a role of a young girl trying to escape a castle. That was uh, quite nice. That's quite nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Yeah, I know this one. This was. Uh, wasn't there a? I've seen this somewhere. I don't know why I've seen it somewhere. I'm, wasn't it at one of the press conferences or something? It may be. No? I, I can believe that. Yeah. But I, I, um, I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell. It looks very familiar. I'm not 100% sure why, but um, it is very familiar. But anyway, it's out on the 22nd of February. So, cool. Um, that's it for new releases. Uh, have we got anything else? No, uh, other than Fire Emblem Warriors looks really cool. <laughs> Well, I'm back to looking at that now, so... Snippercrips <laughs> is getting... I don't know... Uh, listening, watching this without any sound is either a sequel or a DLC? 
Right, okay. Uh, DLC, I think. <laughs> I never picked up Sniperclips, but I... It, um, Neither did I. There's a demo of that, actually. That's worth picking up, though, because it's... Oh right, yeah, okay. it's actually really really, cool. Snipper Clips is really fun, especially to play with Van. All right, I will. Um, I will add that to the list. Yeah. But cool. Um, yeah, we're we're getting uh, caught up in the Nintendo Direct. Mm. Cool. So I think uh, the only thing left to do is to give you uh, our email address. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. Paul, if they want to find us on Twitter, how would they do that? At Glitch Free Game. Uh, and on Facebook? Glitch Free Gaming. Just use the search bar on Facebook. Yes. Cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it. We don't do Instagram. I think we stopped using that and all of that carry we, on. We, so. we do have it, but there's nothing there. If you want to follow yeah. it, it's at Glitch Free Gaming. <laughs> we do have a YouTube channel. We do, we do? yes. And uh, there's some nice content on there. Yeah, I put a new video up. There's kind of a. It's just a trial to learn stuff, basically. I haven't actually put it in the Facebook page or anything, but I'll put a link up to the Facebook page before this goes up so that you can cool. find it. Because as it turns out, it's actually kind of hard to find our YouTube channel. <laughs> you can't just do, like, slash Glitch Free Gaming. And if you search for Glitch Free Gaming on YouTube, it's a bunch of videos of people going, oh, there's a glitch, you can get free games. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is really good. Um, yeah, I I put up a video of um, just some footage of kind of mini reviews of like kind of four Switch games that I quite like. So take a look at that. Cool. Yep. Excellent. I I don't think is there anything else we missed or. Nope. Rocket League looks really good on Switch. That Morphe's Law thing looks good too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to be the rest of the podcast going. Yeah, that looks good. Why if Live. the Murphys? Why have they got big blue arses? Uh, Murphy's I, Law. Uh, when you, it's like a first-person shooter or third-person shooter where you, the bits that you shoot on opponents to kill them get bigger. Yeah, they get bigger on you and smaller on them. So like, uh, you, if you keep he- if you kept headshotting Paul over and over, Paul's head would get tiny and yours would get big. Ah, right. So there's going to be a lot of people running around with really big pelvises. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in that case, uh, and on that note, we will um, speak to you again next week, I think. Uh, thank you very much for downloading and listening. Um, and, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Anybody? No, that's all. No. Let's watch the Nintendo Direct. Yay, I hope they show the Zelda DLC.